Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Sunday night, the full transcript of the 2,702 page infrastructure bill was released. And the dissecting of that has begun, though most Senate offices uh, will not read the full 2,702 pages. Are there things in there that are good? Yes. Is there some pork? Most definitely. Is the math all going to add up? Not sure. So let's get past the headlines of who's on which side and who voted for and who voted against. Uh, Let's begin. Think you know the news of the day? Think again. So I want us to dig a little deeper when it comes to infrastructure, not just so we can put down a nice road or bridge, uh, but so we can get to the truth and that we can find out where we are, what this actually means, and more importantly, how does it actually help the citizens of the country? When President Biden first introduced the bill or announced that it was uh, that agreement had uh, come about with the bipartisan group, uh, he admitted that it would be a very big spend, the $1.2 trillion, uh, set aside the $3.6 trillion, uh, that will come later. Uh, but just with the initial bill, uh, he said it would make the U.S. more competitive, and that is most important. It's the largest American jobs investment since World War II. It will create millions of jobs, good-paying jobs. It will grow the economy make us more competitive around the world, promote our national security interests, and put us in a position to win the global competition with China in the upcoming years. It's big, yes. It's bold, yes. And we can get it done. The moment the president actually declared that it was big and that it was bold, of course, everyone immediately started to say, well, how expensive is that big and bold? And for a country that is nearly $30 trillion in debt, how are we going to pay for all of that? Senator Joe Manchin, who's part of that bipartisan group, was on Face the Nation. He said the bill is paid for. They're saying it's all paid for. Now, if it's all paid for, you look at it in a different light. Okay, there's a lot of great things in there. I've seen some of the things that need to be done and, want it, and we all want to be done. But you get to the point like you do in your own private life. What can you afford to pay for? So what can you afford to pay for? Now, one of the areas of criticism that has already emerged from the bill is one of the groups benefiting in this bill is the a group called the Appalachian Regional Commission. 
Uh, it's a kind of a conglomerate of the Appalachian states and uh, focused on everything from helping minors, you know, get retrained and uh, job opportunities. Uh, in the bill, the organization would get $1 billion. $1 billion uh, in the infrastructure bill. Remember, this is to help uh, retrain and reposition minors into the workforce. Not sure that is specifically infrastructure. Maybe that should be part of the $3.6 trillion bill. Uh, the problematic point of this is that the Appalachian Regional Commission is led by Senator Manchin's wife, uh, who is very accomplished. Uh, we've actually had her on the program before. And uh, she's been part of some uh, religious liberty activities uh, coming out of the White House and the administration uh, and some international efforts there as well. And so a senator that's part of the drafting and creation of this bill and suddenly a group headed by his wife is getting a billion dollars, about double what this group would normally get in any kind of uh, spending uh, package on an annual basis. Uh, So that's problematic. And so we have to start looking closer uh, if anything, we need to look closer at what is in the 2,702 pages and how they are going to be paid for. Now, today, Utah Senator Mike Lee went to the floor of the United States Senate uh, questioning and challenging some of the pay-fors, the funding measures uh, that are supposedly supposed to pay for this infrastructure bill. And I regret to say that many of the so-called pay-fors amount to flimsy budget gimmicks that, in reality do no such thing as pay for the bill. So there are challenges in the pay-fors, and again, we need to, to break these down, and we'll have uh, people from across the political spectrum uh, on both sides of this particular bill uh, in terms of what those pay-fors are. Uh, some of those are challenging in terms of mandates to sell oil from the Federal Reserve uh, seven years from now, uh, which is a tough projection because we have no idea how much oil will be in the reserve at that point or what the price might be. Uh, and what that would what that would do to our security and economy. Uh, there's things like pension smoothing. There's, uh, you know, rebate rules delay. There's a spectrum auction, uh, which I think the FCC might have a challenge with. Uh, and so uh, to Senator Lee's point, uh, yeah, there's uh, a lot of that money uh, looks like flimsy pay-fors that may not be realized. Uh, Senator Lee uh, went on to talk about the uh, bills in a in in an interesting manner. And again, here's some of uh, his comments from the floor of the Senate today. This other 150 billion dollars is not a pay for; it's fake. It, it's simply spending or lost revenue that was never realized. And whether this bill passes or not, okay, this 150 to... billion dollars will never be realized. So in the uh, the beginning of this process, the bill passed on a bipartisan vote to get to the debate on the floor uh, of the Senate uh, with support from Mitch McConnell. Uh, Senator Manchin says the reason uh, this is bipartisan is because everybody is concerned about infrastructure. I have, I've, I've always believed that everything that should, should rise or fall on its own merits. This is the president's bill. This is all of our bill. It's a Democrat. It's every Republican's bill. There's not an infrastructure need in the country that has an R or D name on it. And that's what brings us together. Eighty percent popularity. So, yeah, we should be doing it. Uh, Senator Romney uh, said that he wanted to make sure that Republican voices were heard in crafting the bill. It's been a learning experience because it's been difficult to work through issues with our Democrat friends. 
but we did not want them writing a bill of their own and passing it without any Republican shaping or votes at all. So uh, this was an attempt to uh, keep them from doing something uh, that would have been very, very damaging. And I think we came up with uh, with actually a bill that will help solve our, our nation and particularly our state's infrastructure needs. So again, that's uh, Senator Romney. And I think one of the interesting questions for us to, to really think through on all of this is the idea that there is an and component to this. Uh, Senator Romney has uh, been a, obviously a big proponent of the infrastructure bill, and he's also been a leading voice in expressing concern about our debt and deficit spending. And so I think it requires all of us to step back a little bit and say, wait a minute, okay, is this an either or, or are we just being suckered into another fake fight and false choice from politicians and interest groups in Washington, D.C.? Can you be for this infrastructure bill and look at things as being fiscally responsible and helping us deal with our national debt and our deficit spending? I think that's a conversation worth happening. I think that's something we all need to really think through. And when it comes to infrastructure, I think we need to think again. Think again with Lloyd Matheson on KSL News Radio. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind, only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do? in the face of an international disaster decades in the making. That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.